Welcome to the Link Adelaide podcast. Today, talking to Jenny Winter about the unexpected variety hour at the 2012 Adelaide Fringe Festival. I'm with uh, Jenny Winter, whose uh, show, The Unexpected Variety Show, is coming to the Adelaide Fringe next year or in 2000 or this year. Um, how are you doing today? I'm great, thanks. I'm on school holidays, so yeah, the family's kicking back and relaxing, so life's good. Awesome. How old are your kids? Uh, nine, seven, and two. Oh, so wow. So we spread them out a little bit. <laughs> yeah, so it's always pretty manic in our house. Something's always happening, but, you know, it's cool. Life's never dull, that's for sure. No, absolutely. Um, now, I'm not sure, did you do a couple of guest spots at Kidders last year in Adelaide? Yes, I did. It was a really amazing surprise. I got called down at the last minute just to do the last week of guest yeah. spots and it was um, just so much fun. And for me, like it was actually quite a turning point because I'd been in a really bad car crash the year before and I'd spent most of the year not performing and, you know, feeling really lost about like what the heck am I doing with my life and just recovering and stuff. So then to be invited to Kidders, I just had the best week of my life and it was like it felt like my triumphant return to the stage and the crowds were just so beautiful and I hadn't spent time in Adelaide before so it was just oh. such a great time to be there and yeah it really turned my head around it was fantastic because you've been performing for a while haven't you you've been in I have yeah I have yes I've been doing this now for about six years professionally and um yeah been all over the, the trap so yeah, it's been awesome. So, yeah, just to, but after the car crash, I kind of had a lot of time out just to recover. So it was the first time I hadn't been able to jump up on stage whenever I wanted to. And, yeah, I realised how much I depend on being on stage just to cope with life, you know. It's very yeah. cathartic and, and so fun to be up there. So without it, I'm quite lost. And I was reading up on the Unexpected Variety Hour, and it comes from another show that you, I think, developed in either the US or Canada. Um, yeah. Did some did part of the redevelopment come from the car crash, or did the car crash come kind of after it was redeveloped in and became the unexpected variety era? That's a great question. Um, since the car crash, actually, and it's one of those things, isn't it? Like it's, it sounds so cheesy, but it's it's really true. Like um, once you've had like um, been faced with your life changing in such a dramatic way, you know, it was a very traumatic experience. It kind of um. Yeah, it does change your whole perspective on life and the whole show is now about um, the unexpected things that happen and I think that's true of everybody. You know, I don't know a single person whose life has gone entirely according to plan. Um, so the, the show is really, yeah, that has been a big impetus for me to just rethink it and connect the dots and so now I feel like the show is a lot more cohesive and, and yeah, it comes together in a more real way than anything that I've done before which was more kind of just, you know, oh here's a song, here's a funny sketch, here's a blah blah, whereas this one it feels like it all really kind of ties together nicely. Yeah, excellent, because um, I've been browsing obviously your website that you have on to me, comicmummy.com um, <laughs> and it, it, the show looks incredibly colourful and I did notice a little puppet that you yes. do. Is that a, is, was that a monkey? I'm not sure. <laughs> no, it's, it's this fantastic puppet that years ago I was in Las Vegas and I was doing some musical improv stuff there and while I was there I came across that puppet in a shop and it looks like, it's, the photos don't do it justice, but it really is the spitting image of my daughter. It's insane. Like it's, even she is freaked out by the similarity. It's crazy. So I saw this puppet and I was just like, I am getting that and I have no idea what I'm going to do with it. But then sure enough, um, the puppet comes in to play quite a significant part in 
the show. Um, it's not a huge, it doesn't take up a lot of stage time, the stuff I do with the puppet, but the stuff that I, I do with it is quite um, an important part of the show and it's been getting, um, yeah, really just such a great response from the audience. It's, it's fun, though. And I am so not a ventriloquist. Like, I don't even attempt ventriloquism. It's just a musical kind of comedy duo bit that we do together. But, um, yeah, I'm so glad I, I got that puppet. But my daughter's a bit horrified that, um, yeah, that the puppet actually curses in the show. Because <laughs> my daughter would never do such a thing. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet, exactly. I'll give her two years. Yeah, it'll happen. <laughs> um, well, you, I mean, you said there that you, you kind of took away my next question because I was going to ask you whether you, you'd had sort of training in puppetry and all that kind of thing. But it sounds like you haven't sort of... Whereabouts has your training come from to get you to this position of performing? Oh, great. Uh, well, I've done, I had the great privilege of a number of years ago, quite early in my career actually, I'd been doing lots of stand-up and lots of improv, but I hadn't really done any training in it. Uh, and I got a grant that my council was offering, it was like, like a fellowship for new and emerging artists. Uh, and so I got to go over to the States for a month and train with um, Second City, which is a huge, um, it's not as widely known in Australia, but over in America and Canada, it's like the kind of comedy institution where almost anyone that you can imagine from the last 50 years of American comedy has come through there, like John Candy and Tina Fey. I mean, mm -hmm. pick a name, really. <laughs> it's just, um, yeah, phenomenal. So I got to go and do lots of improv stuff with them um, and working, just met some incredible mentors and Michael Pollock, who is um, like the world expert on musical improv and got to do some stuff with him and we've continued our connection because musical improv is a huge part of what I do in my stand-up act. Mm -hmm. And so after that experience and seeing how much amazing stuff was on offer over there in terms of like just developing um, I was really motivated to get back over to the other side of the world so my family uh, and myself we just saved and saved and saved and moved um, but then I had two kids but the two kids my husband and I moved over to Canada um, so I could train there for another couple of years with a company called Loose Moose um, which is huge on improv comedy so mm -hmm. yeah it was just amazing it was incredible and I can see now like even though that disrupted the momentum of what I had going career-wise in Australia because I was starting to develop a nice little profile and, mm. and in Brisbane and Queensland at least. But, um, yeah, I feel, I'm so happy that I did it because I feel like my skills just oh, grew hugely yeah. from that. Yeah. Because I know for my, myself, when I'm not doing this, I, I do stage management for theatre. I know, to me, when, when I kind of took the leap and I was working in radio and left radio and kind of recently I've kind of left Adelaide essentially and just kind of been travelling around and since then it's kind of, it's when the when you kind of just let yourself go to, to the career, it just kind of jumps out at you, which is really, really crazy, but really, really good. It's so true, isn't it? But yeah, but it is such a leap of faith. Like you've just got to really trust that it's it's all going to work out. But I think it's it's true when you take those risks and go for it, then it does somehow seem to fall into place. Yeah. And um, are you bringing the kids with you to Adelaide for the tour? I am, I am. It's going to be a bit crazy. Um, unfortunately, my husband can't get the time off work to come down, so we're at the moment trying to juggle whether um, I'll bring them all with me at once or if we'll do a bit of a staggered mission. I'll have my littlest with me the whole time. Yeah. Um, yeah, but then, yeah, we'll work out the logistics of that. But it's cool. We really try to tour where we can as a family, and the kids have been travelling since they were, you know, in the womb and just out of the womb. So, yeah, they're very adaptable, lovely kids, and... Yeah, it's going to be super fun. Cool. To see a different, you see a different side of the cities you go to too that you wouldn't necessarily see if you, you know, were flying solo. Yeah. And being the nightmare that I would otherwise be. 
Or you have to take them shopping to see the pigs and silver balls and all that kind of thing. Yes, yes. <laughs> exactly, exactly like that. Um, so the show itself is going to talk about sort of essentially your life and how how things have gone right and wrong and all that kind of gear. Um, yeah, exactly. And is, will there be and much impro in the actual shows? The stuff that changes every night for you? There is a little bit. There's always impro in my shows in terms of, like, I really love... Um, just addressing the truth of where the audience is at. So if, you know, if a chair falls over or something like that, you know, it's never ignored. It's not like a scripted show where I never deviate. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, and just because I love improv so much, I'm happy. I love doing that. I love that dynamic. I do do a musical improvised song in the show, which is uh, in character as yeah. this uh, performance artist called Beata, who does like a bit of a, a hoot and toot and musical comedy number. Cool. Um, yeah, but otherwise, you know, the whole show, it is, it's the first time that I've kind of dared to do something that's not just stand-up comedy, and it's actually quite dramatic as well. It's, it's definitely a comedy show, but it's got this other art to it. Like, almost every show that I've done of it so far, I've had people come up to me afterwards crying. Like, it's, it kind of hits this other, this other nerve. I don't want to reveal too much about what happened. No, I don't, but it's, no. Um, no, but it's the first time I've ever, ever dared to be so deeply personal like it's 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 quite a painful show sometimes to perform mm. which anyone that's seen it will understand why um but yeah but beautiful to perform i've never felt so fulfilled as well at the end of each show it's just um yeah it's really doing yeah, it for me awesome. <laughs> well yeah yeah <laughs> um now and you'll be playing the light hotel and you've got dates right throughout the fringe season so the best thing for people to do is check out our website linkadelaide.com.au and uh, find your event there and then click through to the fringe website um, now, will you be also on stage with Titters? Do you know whether you'll be part of that group again this year? I certainly am, yes, I am. I'm very excited. I'm doing the full season, so I'm yeah. not sure if that's every single night, but it's, uh, yeah, I'll be, I'll be there a lot of the time. I'm very, very happy about that. Cool. I think, I think they all, I think it's not on every night, I don't think, but yeah, I'm sure I'll be talking to Sharon at some stage shortly about all of that. And yeah, probably working on it as well, so I might, I'll probably definitely see you sometime during the Fringe. It'd be great. Terrific. Oh, that'd be lovely. Uh, Jenny Winter's Unexpected Variety Show is on at the Light Hotel right throughout the Fringe. Um, grab tickets and details through linkadelaide.com.au. And uh, Jenny, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much. And for more on Jenny Winter's show and every act in the 2012 Adelaide Fringe Festival, visit linkadelaide.com.au, adelaidefringe.com.au or find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash linkadelaide.